pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you, don't you, don't you now? Today is Monday, September 20th, 2021. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz. One thing I didn't realize till after we recorded last week is I'm on, I'm on call this week for jury duty. I didn't have to go in today, but maybe tomorrow. And is it sad that I want to do jury duty just for the stories? You bet your ass. And it all happens right here on This Joe Batanz, right here. On Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, my name is Joe Batanz and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz. Before I went on my fake hiatus, and I'll tell you why it's fake in a second, I promised you that if anything happens, I will do an episode of This Joe Batanz, and that you will always, you'll never miss any stories. All stories will be told. You won't be cut off. I just won't feel the commitment to do a daily one during this, like I said, fake hiatus. Because, uh, and so yesterday I went to Disneyland with the Johns. And so I have a couple of stories about that, not money, but uh, fake hiatus because I I don't know how I was living life before. I think I'm doing just as many shows now as I was before because this is so Taylor, but he wanted to wait until I was done with All Stars before he announced, in other words, I didn't know he was doing this. I had told him, let's do All Stars, I mean, let's do season four whenever you're ready, because as we know... Taylor is very sensitive and cannot do more than one drag race season a year. And it's very, very difficult on him, you know. And so um, he, uh, I hadn't heard anything. I was waiting to play by ear. And um, then um, he goes, and then so like, a couple of weeks ago, I heard he I, he said, "Well, I'm starting to think I'm ready to do all uh, season four. I keep calling it all stars four, season four. I'm like, all right, whenever you're ready. And then I got a text message Monday, and he was like, "All right, let's do it. I uh, let's do it Wednesday." <laughs> and I had a dentist appointment together for Wednesday, and something else was going. Oh, the the cleaning people were coming on Wednesday, and so I uh, I go, uh, "Hey, listen." Um, I can't do it Wednesday, so we landed up doing it Friday. But um but yeah, so now I'll be doing season four. Um I elected to do an extra week of the Sydney gaze. So that'll be on Saturday. But we I've been having the Sydney gaze going. I have Murder House flip that I wanna wrap that up. We, I wanna go ahead, but it's hard to do things with Lori. I should see if she can do it today. Let me ask her actually. Cause I'll forget if I don't text you now. And, um, so, oh, wait, someone texted me. No one, oh, I'm texting Lori. No one texted me at all. So let's text Lori right now. Lori Rockenkamp, can you do Murder House Flip today? All right. So, um, so we did Murder, we did episode four, season four, episode one, we did it on Friday. 
And uh, we're, I, I guess at some point I'll talk to Taylor. Oh, I guess, well, Taylor. So everything's on hold now because I have jury duty this week. So uh, at least where I live in, La- in Los Angeles County, uh, in California, we do an on-call jury duty. So I call every day uh, after 7 p.m. to find out if I need to go in the next day. So, luckily for the Monday one, I found out on Friday. You can call in after Friday. So, I know the whole weekend I wasn't going in today. But I won't know until after 7 p.m. today whether I'm going in tomorrow for um, throwing down. I mean, for, for jury duty, but that'll, that will affect throwing down. So, we'll find out. Um, the only other, so my entire life, Aiden was asking me about this. I've always just not cheated at jury duty, just luckily always been moving a lot in my youth. <clears throat> so if I moved to LA County, uh, Orange County would call me for jury duty and be like, oh, I live in LA County now. And then vice versa. The one time I did go in for jury duty, and there was one, there was one time where I did this on call thing and I called every day and I never got called in. And then there was another time where I actually did get called in. I showed up at like eight in the morning. And this is way, this is pre, but this, unfortunately this was pre, um, um, Wi-Fi. So there was no Wi-Fi, but I took a good book with me. I took my iPod with me full of music, you know, and I settled in this big giant comfy couch. And then I think within an hour, hour and a half, they called us into a, the courtroom. They chose the 12 jurors. I wasn't called at all. Not even not even up to the panel. And they're like, all right, the rest of you are excused. And I was gone. That was the only time I ever did jury duty. I was, I was in it for literally, I think I was home by like 10 or 11 a.m. So like two or three hours. So we'll see what happens. Um, everybody talks. Has anybody actually served on a jury? Everyone talks about how boring and horrible it is. Adam Burns, I think on a show he and I talked about, he said he loves jury duty. And um, I think I would, I don't know yet, knocking on wood, I think that I would love it too, just for the characters and the weirdos. And um, yeah, so it might be good content. We'll see. Uh, or maybe I just won't get called at all. Or maybe they'll dismiss me. Who knows? All right. So let's hear, let's talk about what we're here to talk about, which is. Uh, my trip to Disneyland yesterday with the Johns. Per usual, anytime Evil John is involved in anything, it's utter chaos and ridiculousness. So, Disneyland has now revamped their season pass system. They don't call it a season pass anymore. It's called a key. The, the magic key. And I'm at the second level from the top. So there's the top and then there's me. Okay, because the top one is you can go any day of the year, no restrictions. Uh, I think I think except um, the week be after between Christmas and New Year, I think is the only like weird one you can't do. And then, uh, but any other time you can go, or maybe no, maybe you can still go. Then I think maybe I'm the only one who can't go. Maybe that's mine. I don't know what it is, right? But I got the second tier down where I can't go certain Saturdays and. I can't go Christmas and New Year's and weird little other times here and there, but very few. But it used to be in the old days on the annual pass that you could just literally, if I wanted right now to go to Disneyland and it wasn't a blackout day, 
that you could just, I could just go right now, unannounced, and just show up at the park, okay, and get in. And that would be amazing for me, but actually was also kind of awful because everyone could do it. Now, uh, you know, there was a time where they really promoted the annual pass, like in the early 2000s, I would say in the first 10 years, between like the late 90s and the mid to late 2000s, the mid-aughts, turn of the century, if you will. And they, because the attendance at the parks was really low. So they needed those annual pass holders. But then once it started to pick up again, it was awful. It was literally awful. There were so many fucking people there. I would often talk about it with friends because I was like, imagine you drop thousands. Because if you go to visit Disneyland, if you don't have an annual pass, you're dropping on a family of four thousands of dollars for the hotel for the theme park for the foods for everything thousands of dollars imagine dropping thousands of dollars and it is just your shoulder to shoulder you can't get on rides it's frustrating it's super super packed and it, i had never seen like towards the end right before the pandemic it was really bad like there was it because it used to be because i used to be an annual pass holder in the way back it used to be that, yeah, you didn't go to, you, if you had an annual pass, you just avoided the weekends because it was going to be crowded, right? But if you went on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or even a Thursday, it was going to be very slow and you can get all the rides and super fun. Those days pre-pandemic were gone. Those days were gone, okay? It was every fucking day, no matter what time of year, it was super super crowded right and um it was like to the point where it wasn't even fun you could never go that's why i stopped getting an annual pass i was like it's it's always awful so now astute girl's talking about so i don't know if she's gone astute girl let me ask you around did you get one of these keys have you gone post uh this new era now since the pandemic with the magic key and stuff so the way that they've changed it is now, oh, so she's been since the pandemic, but not on the magic key. So the way it is now is everything has to be reserved, okay? So even, you can't just, in other words, in the old days even, let's say you didn't have a pass. If you just wanted to go to Disneyland on a whim, you could go, go to a ticket booth, buy a ticket, and walk in the park. Those days are gone. You can't do that anymore. You have to go online and make a reservation, okay? Even to buy a ticket. So you have to have a reservation that that allows you to buy a ticket or take a ticket, okay, and go into the park. You need two parts. So for me, I need a reservation plus my pass or for a ticket holder, a reservation plus your ticket that you bought. The reservation's free. You got to hold it. And, um, and that's how they're controlling the crowds, so one thing I will say right off the top of the bat is because Jay, so they had gay days this past weekend. And we'll talk about gay days in a second and the history of gay days. You're getting a whole gay days thing today. But um, Jay went Saturday and he texted me after he was on his way home. And he was like, oh, it was there were a lot of people, but I didn't see a lot of gays. He's all, but the lines were like 45 to 50 minutes per ride. Okay. 
And I was like, which is, well, we'll get to that when we get to the history of this. You're getting a lot of Disney details today. So I was like, okay, whatever. Because my brother had actually gone during the week. He went on Thursday, which is kind of the unofficial beginning of gay days. My brother was like, oh, there were a ton of gay people there today. He was like, is it gay days this weekend? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, you could still get on rides pretty easily, but uh, there were a lot more people. Now, the last time I ever went to gay days, ever, the last time I ever went to gay days at Disneyland was about, I would say, gosh, it might even be five years ago. About four or five years ago, I went with the Johns. So, okay, I'm sorry. More history. Oh, God, if this is boring, I am so sorry, people. You're going through a lot to hear an evil John story. I've told this story in the past. I'm not going to tell the whole story. But I went to the very last official, I guess, gay days that was in like the early 2000s, late 90s. I don't know what it was. Before the Baptists threatened to not to boycott the park, so Disney canceled it. And that's when it would be a ticketed event after the park closed. Okay, They canceled it because of the Christian right threatening to leave the parks. Like I told you, attendance was down at the parks then, so they couldn't lose those people. But since then, some organization started, I don't even know when it started, probably in the mid-2000s, right after this happened, uh, something called Gay Days, where it was an unofficial, like they just, all the gays through social media agreed, on the first weekend in October, we are going to go to Disneyland. They have a different unofficial Gay Days in Florida, I believe that's in June. But the one in Disneyland used to be, the Disney, the Anaheim Parks, was the first weekend in October. I don't know why. I know there's a story on the website, but this year, after the pandemic, they changed it to this past weekend. So this is the first time. And what they used to say is, to sort of show your solidarity, everyone who's gay wear a red shirt. And that way we would know who the gays are. Okay? And so when you would go to gay days in the past, it would just be a sea of red shirts. Okay? And then you would see all the gays. Okay? And we'll come back to this in a second. Well, the last time I went, which was four or five years ago, remember I told you it was shoulder to shoulder? It was even extra awful. It was literally, you couldn't walk in the park on gay days. Like, you would go to the park and, like, you would be, like, and it's just so horrifying now <laughs> in the pandemic, but, like, shoulder to shoulder, like, my, and right now I'm, I'm acting it out, but my, my arms are tucked into my body. And it was, it was like literally the opposite of fun. You couldn't move. Like imagine it being at the front of a stage for a concert. That's what it was like. It was awful. And all the rides had like two hour waits. And, um, uh, it was just, it was awful. It was literally awful. So I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is terrible. Okay. So. Because then what you had was you had the normal families buying their tickets and they were horrified because they were like, what? The, you know, And I actually in a weird kind of way feel sorry for them. We'll come back to this in a second. Well, let me talk about it now. So that, that same time when I when I, that last time I went, uh, before we went to the park, there's an area right outside of Disneyland in California Adventure called Downtown Disney. And it's sort of like a uh, shop, like an outdoor shopping mall, so to speak. Okay. Family friendly outdoor shopping mall. And uh, we, we were walking through there, and I, well, I told John I had to go to the bathroom, so I went to the bathroom, and there were these young gays, and they were just being really inappropriate. Like, 
And and you guys, you've heard my show, you know, Taylor fucking Babalu's wound. I can be inappropriate, but there is a time and a place. And you would see this occasion at the part where the gays were not behaving. They'd be like, you know, pretend butt fucking each other and like just doing all sorts of crazy, crazy, wild shit. Like they were at, fo- not Folsom, but like a really raucous gay party. Okay. And I was just being really, really cringy about it because I was like, you know, I love that the gays love Disney, but ultimately, and if this was a ticketed event after the park closed, then I would be fine too, right? But this is a normal operating business day for um, Disneyland or California Adventure. And ultimately, Disneyland is a place for families and children, okay? Say what you will. And Disney is a very gay-friendly corporation. It is ultimately, these theme parks are meant for children. They were designed for children and for families, <clears throat> and I think we should have some internal respect for that. And I'm, and I wanted the record to show it, there were so many fucking people there and so many gays. I wanted the record to be shown. It was probably one percent that was behaving like that, but it was enough to be noticeable. Okay. All right. So now we're there. So now with this new system, which I totally one hundred percent believe, and anybody I know that knows Disney agrees with me, this is a system they've probably wanted to implement. For a decade, all right, but they couldn't figure out how because the annual pass holders would probably lose their shit. So, in a weird kind of way, the pandemic was a blessing because now they got because like literally within uh, very shortly after the pandemic and the quarantine started, they eliminated the Disney pass. The pass was gone, right? Eliminated, gone, done. And um, and then when they actually, so I thought it was actually gone forever. I thought they would let's want it to be gone forever. Um, but, um, what they've landed up doing now is they brought something back called the key. And now everybody has to make a reservation, like I told you before. And it's their way of controlling the crowds. So it's not overcrowded. So that when you do pay all this money, it's not a horrifying, like, super crowded event. So the event, when I went yesterday to Disneyland, just so you know, it was completely sold out. You couldn't get in to the park if you wanted to. So I saw the park running at full capacity. And I have to give a positive report. It was full capacity on a beautiful day. And it was crowded. Don't get me wrong. It was running The park was running at their full capacity. But I'd been there in the past, and it was nothing. This was like, <laughs> compared to what had been in the past, it was a night and day situation. Like, I was talking to my brother about it. You have to understand something, too, and I'm not going to get into the weeds about this. There used to be a system called the Fast Pass, and for the time being, they've gotten rid of it. For the time being. I know a version of it is coming back, okay? The Fast Pass. A version of the Fast Pass is coming back. But for the time being, it's gone. And so what the Fast Pass used to do is you would go and get a ticket. Uh, what you could do one at a time, but there were versions of you two, whatever. Who cares? You got a ticket. And then that told you, come back at this time and you'll go to the front of the line-ish, okay? But that means if you were in the quote-unquote standby line without a fast pass, you had to wait till they all got on first. So you would see these ridiculous standby line times of like 90 minutes, two hours, right? Especially on a busy day because of the fast pass people. So what you were seeing now with no fast pass is for the super popular rides at a very peak time, 
they were like 45 minutes to an hour. Which actually, for it being standby only, there's no fast pass, isn't bad. That's only for a few of the rides, two or three of the rides in the whole park. Everything else, for the most part, was between 15 and 30 minutes in line. And uh, that's not actually bad. So, and then you could move around, you could uh, um, walk around, enjoy yourself, find somewhere to sit for the most part. Like, it was a fairly enjoyable experience, and I believe everyone who bought their tickets got their money's worth. Now, one of the things the Stu Girl was complaining about earlier was that... Now, they also have, for the most part, limited it to that you can only buy food online through your phone in a reservation-type system as well. Now, I'm lucky for many reasons, or let me rephrase. Forget the lucky part. I don't have children, and the Johns don't have children. So, we are lucky in that we are all three adults, well, two and a half men, literally, because we'll call it Evil John as half a, a, an adult. So we can regulate when we're hungry and when we're thirsty more and adjust. Okay. But I know a stew girl is a mom and she has children and children aren't as predictable. So I could see that sort of being a problem. I will say though, as for someone who is a, what we in the business call a raging homosexual with two other raging homosexuals, that it, it, it was a fairly streamlined, early, easy process because I will say now with this new mobile ordering thing, we ordered our food to be done at a certain time. We walked up at that time. We told them we were there. It was done in two minutes. We grabbed our food and we ate and we sat down. So, um, and it was easy to find a table because the park wasn't too crowded. So, um, again, if you're adults, it's not terribly difficult. So, um, uh, yeah, so now that we've got the actual logistics of going to Disneyland out of the way, let's actually talk about the experience of going with the Johns. So, um, the Johns were doing something else beforehand, kind of close to the park. So we agreed, um, to, um, go to, to meet at the park at a certain time. So, this is another weedsy thing I gotta tell you. Sorry for all you non-Disney people. There are two parks on the property. One is called, uh, Disneyland. I don't think, I know in the, at the, in Florida they call it Magic Kingdom. They don't really call it here, they just call it Disneyland. And then uh, right across the way, like it's, I don't know, you know, a hundred yards away, is another theme park called Disney's California Adventure. And the way the reservation system works is you can only reserve at one park, okay? You can only reserve at one of the parks. However, after 1 p.m., you can then, at least with the pass, go to the other park, okay? So at least with the pass, that I have at least, you can go to the other park after 1 p.m. So it was after 1 well, John Paul only had a reservation for Disneyland. I had a reservation for California Adventure because on gay days, that's where all the gays go. All right? So I had to essentially go, because you have to go there. You have to go there. I had to go to California Adventure, check in 
and then walk right out of California Adventure and then check in at Disneyland, which I did. Now, here's the horrifying part, too. I hated this. They're not – now, this is a negative. They're not running the trams right now. So what happens, everyone, who's, is you park – I can tell you now exactly how far away you park, but you park a, a distance away from the parks, from the theme parks, and then a tram picks you up and then takes you to uh, sort of the front of the parks and you walk the rest of the way. They're not running the trams right now. So I had to park the car, go through security, and then walk, and I can now already tell you officially, it is from the parking lot to the gates three quarters of a mile to the parks. Now, by the way, you might think, well, that's not that far. Let me tell you something. You're saying that, but I already knew, A, it's, I'm fat, but beyond that is, this is a place where you are going to be walking the entire time. You will be walking on your feet the entire time, okay? A stew girl says it feels so much farther than that. I agree it feels farther than that, but I happen to actually, the reason I know this is accurate is um, I took my Apple Watch with me, but I didn't put it on until I left the car. So I put my Apple Watch when I left the car in the parking lot and then walked through the security... And then did the entire walk, okay, uh, and um, when I got to the California Adventure Gate, I looked at my watch, and I'd walked 0.8 miles. So, um, so the, I'm, I'm giving that 0.05 of a mile to walking from my car to the security to, you know, whatever. So anyway, um, but let me tell you this. I can just tell you this right now. I wasn't at Disney. I wasn't at the theme parks for very long. I got there around one. Well, I know that after one because I was able to walk into California Adventure and right to Disneyland. But it was around then. I got there around one. And we left the parks at six. So I was there for five hours. I walked 13,000 steps. 13,000 steps. And here's the funny thing. The Johns gave me a ride back to my car because they, because of John Paul's job, he was able to park at the California Adventure Valet. So because of his job, he parked there and they gave me a ride in my car. So that wasn't counting. I was going to walk all the way back to my car. So that was 13,000 steps for five hours. Not walking back to my car. So... Um, so I walk there, I walk into the park, John and I had shared our locations with each other, so I used that to find them in the park. I find them in the park, John Paul's sitting on a bench, because John, Evil John's in a store, shopping for toys. And then he, he's like, I didn't find anything I liked. So John Paul's like, we should order our food, they had just had lunch. And he's like, we should order our dinner now. That we don't be stressed about. He's like, let's have dinner at 5.20, 5.15 or something. I'm like, okay. So I bought my dinner, and they bought theirs. And he goes, because John Paul's like, just so there's no problem later. So I'm like, all right. So um, we bought our dinner, and then John, Evil John goes, 
I want to buy a toy. Now, again, here's the deal for people who haven't been to Disneyland, but veterans of Disneyland will know this, is that when you go, you experience the park in a system. So you start with one land, and then you work either clockwise or counterclockwise from where you start. That's not because he's a fucking child. That is not how Evil John does it. And I'm going to name places. You can either be a veteran of Disneyland and know where all these places are, or... You can just look go look up a map of Disneyland on a map on Google and then figure this out. So Evil John was like, "I want to go to uh, uh, Star Wars Land and buy a doll." And so then, we're, which okay, at this point because we're just starting. So for my point, even though we're in Frontierland, right by the shooting gallery, this is for people to know Disneyland to understand. <clears throat> even though we're by the shooting gallery at Frontierland. I'm like, okay, this is, I've just met up with him here. All right, fine. Okay. And it, it happens to be very close to the center of the park. All right. So, all right, I'll give him this. So we're at, by the shooting gallery, at a store by the shooting gallery in Frontierland. And, uh, okay. So we walk, now to get to Galaxy's Edge, which is Star Wars land, we have to go through the center, even though we could have gone through Big Thunder Mountain. Hold on, that's a whole other thing. We could have gone that way, but that's not what they did. I was just following them. We walked to the center of the park, through the Sleeping Beauty Castle, through Fantasyland, into Galaxy's Edge. Um, and then that's when Evil John went and bought a doll, which I took a picture. I should send it. I should, I'll post some pictures in this Joba Tance in a bit. And he bought a doll. It, I'll be honest with you, it was kind of a cool doll, and I might buy one next Sunday. But I didn't have a bag with me. Oh, yeah, because I debated whether to take a backpack with me. I always take a backpack, and I was like, eh, I'm just going to go. Because, you know, I saw this thing on Reddit, and this is a long-ass show. I saw this thing on Reddit where it was, like, Europeans talking about how you can spot an American right away. And, like, oh, the Americans, a, bun- a bunch of other things. Always wearing shorts and, a you know, a T-shirt with, you know, White socks and tennis shoes and a backpack. And I was like, you've literally described my official Joe Batanz uniform. So, uh, so I wasn't why. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to wear a backpack. But now, fuck it. I went to Disneyland and I'm all, I needed a backpack. I actually just bought one of those, like, I actually bought it today for Disney. Cause I'm going to Disneyland again Sunday with the Johns. But I bought a sling chest for men backpack. So I'll be, it's a, it's a, it's a sleek, it's not, a, it's not as backpacky. Um, so I bought that. Anyway, um, so Deckhead says, Americans in Scotland always dress like they're going mountain climbing, even when they're in the middle of a city. Yes, that's how we, that's how we dress. You're right. I know. So that's literally how I dress. <laughs> I, guilty. So anyway, um, so so we go to uh so we walk over there and i'm just hanging out waiting for them and he buys the doll which is actually kind of a cool doll i'm not gonna lie and um then we leave and then he's like we pass by like a slushy cart now evil aiden thought it was like an alcoholic slushy amount they don't don't really sell alcohol in disneyland okay so it's just literally slushy okay so we stop and we buy a slushy. 
Then we're walking. Again, this is for the Disneyland peeps. Again, you can follow along on a map. We're walking along from the, cause Galaxy's Edge is sort of in the very north, kind of northwestish corner. We'd walk along the northwest sort of path to the west where you would find, uh, towards Splash Mountain on your map. So we're walking that way. And as we're walking there towards Splash Mountain, Evil John goes, does anybody want to go? I'm sorry, let me do my Joey Boohecker slash uh, Evil John voice. Does anybody want to go on Winnie the Pooh? Actually, I'm doing Evil John wrong. Evil John's actually like, does anybody want to go on Winnie the Pooh? That's actually more Evil John. And so John Paul and I were like, whatever, I don't care, right? Who cares? I'm not 11, right? I'm not 8. So I'm like, yeah, we'll go on Winnie the Pooh. So we walk towards Winnie the Pooh, which is Winnie the Pooh's like tucked away behind Splash Mountain. And um so uh we get there, we walk all the way to fucking Winnie the Pooh from this goddamn uh Galaxy's Edge. And we Evil John when we get there goes, Why are we here? And we're like, cause you said you wanna go on <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. He goes, I hate this ride. I'm just gonna use a normal voice. I hate this ride. I don't want to go on this ride. And so the John John Paul and I go, oh, thank you, deckhead. Um, John Paul and I go, uh, I don't know, is Galaxy's Edge on here? I don't know if Galaxy's Edge is on here. It might be out of date, actually. Um, so imagine, okay. Someone will post a more updated one. Okay, so um, so then we go like, wait, you're the one that said um, you want to go to Winnie the Pooh? He goes, I was just making conversation. It was too quiet. And I go, what kind of conversation is, do you want to go on this ride? Right? A stew girl says, you said you don't have kids, but hanging out with Evil John is like having a toddler. Yes, yes, just wait till you hear this part. So... We're like, whatever. So then we keep walking. At this point, I want to say something right here. This is a long-ass episode. At this point, the Mark Twain riverboat comes by on the boat, and there are people standing on the boat. And I actually think this is a magical part of Disneyland. If people who have been there many times will understand what I'm talking about, those of you who haven't will think I sound like a crazy person. Okay? But there's something about Disneyland where... You can oh okay, Deckhead posted a more recent map of Disneyland on the on the the, the the Discord. Okay, there's something about Disneyland where you can wave to people on a boat and it doesn't look or seem crazy, and they will wave back to you because they don't think it looks crazy. It is they call it the happiest place on earth, and obviously there are people who are mad and whatever, and that's fine. But I will say with many, there are many examples. It's a bizarre, it's a bizarre human experience where like literally, I know that, imagine if you were in real life and someone just walked by as an adult and you just waved to them, okay? And uh, it's the same thing here, you know? It's like people go by and they wave to you. And you wave at them and no one thinks it's crazy. 
So I said, I'm going to wave to these people. And, and the Johns were like, what are you doing? I mean, by the way, everyone was so excited and waving to me as I was waving at them. Okay. So we keep walking. We walk past, past Haunted Mansion. This is more for people who are following along online. We walk past, past Haunted Mansion, through New Orleans Square, into Adventureland. And Evil John says, I want to go on Jungle Cruise, which is fine. Fine. Now, let me tell you about Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise, you get in a boat, and they take you through a quote-unquote jungle, and blah, blah, blah. It's corny. Okay? But before this, the cock the movie came out, no one went on this ride. It, it This would be one of those rides that had a 10-minute wait. No one went on Jungle Cruise. Now with this movie, the sign said there was a 35-minute wait to get on this ride. But I was like, whatever, okay? Because it's a stupid fucking movie. So I guess there had been varying degrees in lines. Again, an, another weird Disney thing is certain rides, no, all the rides, all the rides have like a dedicated area for the line where once you go in, I mean, I guess in, you can get out, okay? But it's very difficult to get out. Once you're in, you're in. And they probably do it to prevent line cutting, Okay. However, some popular lines, for instance, Haunted Mansion can have this and did have it yesterday, will have then an extension of the line outside of that area where you enter the line, where it's just ropes, you know, snaking around back and forth. And you guys have all seen those ropes where you, those roped off areas where you snake through something, okay? They'll have that for rides that are having longer lines. So because of the stupid movie, they had that roped off snaking line thing set up for Jungle Cruise. So I don't know if the standby line was wrong or whatever. So John Paul and I, we start walking through the snaking part and there's nobody there to the point where we're like, why are we walking through this like idiots? Because we're walking through the snaking part and we could just easily be jumping the ropes. But we did it. We walked through all of it. But now we're at the part where now it's now or never, right? Now we're about to enter the snaking part I mean, the actual official line. That once you're in, there's no way evil... Because what happens, we look where Where the fuck is Evil John? He's gone. Completely gone. Right? And John Paul goes, oh, look, there he is. And he is, like, 50 yards away, okay, talking to some girl. Right? He's just talking to some girl, like, 50 yards away, a lady who works there. So John Paul is, like... Uh, let me go get him, right? And so then he ducks under the rope and goes to get John Paul. But it's not a big deal because there's no one entering the line at this point. So now John Paul, now John Paul's engaged in this conversation. I have no, I, I actually know what happened. I'll tell you in a second. So John Paul grabs Evil John finally and they start walking towards us. Well, I don't know what happened. This is going to happen at Disneyland. Things move in waves. Like a group, they're not, they don't know each other, just like a wave of like, I'm going to say 50 to 60 people come out of another ride or something, and they decide they're going to get on Jungle Cruise. So now they're all snaking through this rope section, and I'm standing there outside of the regular line. So John Paul and the Johns come up. John Paul sees them snaking through, so he's like, uh, I don't feel comfortable with this, and just walks away. Evil John jumps the rope and joins me. Well, as he does... This Cholo and his family walk up to me. They're the front of the wave. And he says, hey, the line's back there. 
And I don't know what the fuck got into me, but I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been standing here for like 10 minutes. I'm waiting for my friends. Right? Evil John gets so scared that I talk to this cholo that way. He jumps out of the line and runs away. And so he and John Paul just run to the back of the line. Well, now I've just told this. I just stood up to this. Oh, the, the, the cellos are staring me down. And the wife goes, just forget it, right? But, but especially since John Paul, evil John ran away, it's just me. So now I don't want to back down. I just told this cholo, you know, <laughs> what was what. And so now I'm in line between, I have to walk now through the rest of the line with this cholo behind me, right? Well, a certain, and the, and the Johns are nowhere to be seen. But they, John Paul texted me that they were at the back of the line. So at a certain point, the line splits in two. So me and the Cholo are separated. And then the, the line is snaking around within the actual part of the line. Well, at a certain point, it snakes around in such a way that even though I'm ahead of the Johns, just the way it snakes, they're standing right next to me. Okay. And evil John, John Paul says, oh, hey, he's all like, we made, we meet up. And I go, yeah. He goes, why don't you just come over this way? Just duck under the, the thing, under the, the, the fence and come in. And I'm, I'm about to do it. And then evil John goes, what? God, this is so fucking evil John. He goes, where's my friend, the Cholo? Okay. The Cholo was on the other side. I'm saying next to evil John, he's to my left. The Cholo is on Evil John's own left. He's on the other side of Evil John. And now he's giving Evil John the eye. And then my line starts moving. I'm like, fuck him. I'm not going to get fucking stabbed for Evil John. So I keep moving. And then what I landed up doing was when I got to the head of the line, I told the, the, the person working, hey, I got separated by my friends. They're right there. And so I just waited there until we caught they caught up with me. And then we went on the boat. And we went on that ride. Other than that, to be honest with you, it was a pretty uneventful. We went and we got our food and we went on different. Of course, the, what I will say is this, because Evil John was with us. We went on childish rides. We, this is the ride. These are the rides we did. I am in my 40s. Evil John's in his 50s. He's 55 years old. I'm in my 40s. Evil John, John Paul's in his 40s, my age. We went on fucking Jungle Cruise. Fine. Then we went on uh, Small World, Roger Rabbit, which is in Toontown, um, Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blasters, and Against Evil John's Will, Star Tours. And that was only because we had to kill time before we picked up our dinner, and it was right there. So, um, and then we ate dinner and we left. And, uh, yeah, it was like being with a child. So afterwards, and I'll, I'll end it with this coda, I called Jay to give my report on Disneyland that day. And I said, and this is true, I did see a lot of gays. I would say about 20% of the crowd was gays, which is unusual, though it's fewer than we usually expect on gay days. But they couldn't get in because of this reservation system. But I told John, Jay, I said, you know what, to be honest with you, the gays that I saw were well-behaved. Um, there's also, there might've been more gays because now they've shifted because I don't know, because it's become more official at Disney. Like Disney now is selling these gay Tervis tumblers and you can buy gay at each of the restaurants and stores. You can buy a particular gay item that's only at that restaurant or store. 
And so I bought some gay cookies for my parents from the restaurant I got my food at. But because of that, it's now much more low key. So what I would see is you would see gay people walking around, but it's much more, they're maybe wearing a shirt because now Disney sells official gay merch. They sell a shirt that has like the Marvel words, but in gay colors. And it has, you know, Star Wars, but in gay colors. And so it wasn't the red shirt. It's, it's a lot more, it's a little bit more subtle. And you can have different uh, uh, opinions of that. Okay. And so, um, uh, yeah. And so I told him, I go, yeah, it, I think it's, it, it kept out the riffraff. Um, I think now they should probably bring back a ticketed event for gay days. And, uh, and then, then by the, if, if for that point, if you have your kids there, it's like almost like Folsom, then expect to see some degree of raunchiness. But, uh, there we go. That was my trip to Disney. Um, and, uh, we're going to call it a day there. I mean, I just pretty much gave you a 45 minute. I pretty much did a week of this show, but tense episodes in one show. But hey, like I told you, when things happen, we will do them and they will go their natural length. I'm sure once I listen to this later, there will be uh, other things. Oh, by the way, you're going to hear some of these stories on Throwing Down Tomorrow. I'm sorry, but that's what this show is. It's just fodder for my other shows. Right here on Afterthought Media. Afterthought Media.